0: Who were the three wise men that came to visit Jesus in the manger? And why did they come there? Why did they travel so far to see this little baby Jew when they weren't even Jewish? Welcome to episode 20 of the Simple Christians podcast. And I'm excited that episode 20 is being aired on December 24th, Christmas Eve. I figured this is a good time to talk about three of the undervalued people in the Jesus' birth story, The Three Wise Men. Last episode, I welcomed you to the battle, because there is a battle raging, a spiritual battle, constantly around us. And if we're going to be part of this battle being Christians, we need to be armored up for that battle. I talked a lot about the armor that you can put on just to prepare yourself for that battle. So go to simplechristians.net forward slash 19 to listen to that episode. This episode, episode 20, I want to talk about Three Wise Men. I think a lot of the interpretations of the Bible got this name. The way they interpreted it is different. They said wise men. It's kind of like for Harry Potter fans. The first book of Harry Potter was called The Philosopher's Stone. Because a philosopher in English is the word for magician or sorcerer. But when it came to America, we don't think of philosophers as magicians or or sorcerers. In America, a philosopher is a person who reads a lot. That's why they had to change it to the Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know what the word is in the original Hebrew or the original Greek, since it was New Testament. But they said wise men. They weren't wise men. They were magi or magicians. They came from Persia, most likely. I'm guessing here. I have done a little bit of research on this but they most likely came from Persia, and they were most likely very influential people. Chances are they were like today's versions of a senator or a congressman, very important and very respected for their opinions. These magi were also astrologers. They watched the sky for signs. And yes, it's very occultish. They weren't Jewish. They weren't Christian. Of course, there was no such thing as a Christian then. They weren't Jewish at all they had nothing to do with the Jewish religion. There's a good chance that they didn't even know anything about the Jewish religion. But for some reason, God told these wise men to go and see the baby Jesus. Now, a couple of things that are in popular literature that I want to talk about here. First off, there weren't three wise men. We don't know how many there were. There were probably a lot including their entourage, their security, and everything else. When you think about a senator, when does he ever go anywhere alone? Never. And how many people are with a president? A president usually has 20 people, including the Secret Service people, around him at all times. So these people didn't go alone. And if there were three or four or five of them, then they'd have their security and their entourage for each of them. This was most likely a caravan of people. What we do know is that there were three gifts that were given to Jesus but we don't know how many people were there. So when the star came up, when Jesus was born, the star was shown over him. And the Magi started to follow that star, or probably prepared it first. It takes a long, took a long time back then to prepare. I mean, think about how we prepare to do air travel. Well, they weren't doing air travel. They were traveling a long way, and they were probably using camels because that's what they used in Persia. So they were probably preparing for a several-month, if not year-long trip. They probably took time to prepare and then took off on this trip and it lasted several months. When they got to Jesus, he wasn't in a manger. He was in a house. And that's biblically accurate. The Bible actually tells us in Matthew 2. Actually, let me back up just a bit because I find this interesting. When the wise men came to the land of the Jews, they actually stopped and talked to Herod, the king first. Now, Herod is more of of a title or like a last name. We don't know which Herod it was at that time, but he was not a good not a good king. Anyway, they came to Herod to find out where the new king of the Jews was. And Herod didn't like that because Herod was the king of the Jews back then. But he didn't act like he didn't like it. He acted like he was surprised and wanted to know this king of the Jews as well. And so he told them that he didn't know. And so he sent the wise men on their way, saying, Sorry, I don't know where he is. So the wise men kept following the star. Herod assembled his people, and they went to the Old Testament to find out that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Of course, they didn't know his name, but they knew that Bethlehem was where the new king of the Jews was going to be born. So the three wise men go to Bethlehem, and this is about two years after Jesus is born. He's in a house. The wise men go there. They worship him. They brought him gold and frankincense and myrrh, and we talk about that a lot, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense, in its weight, was probably worth five times as much as gold, and myrrh probably ten times as much as gold. This was expensive stuff. So these magi came to Jerusalem to worship this baby and give his parents, probably in today's equivalents, tens of thousands of dollars worth of gifts they were rich. They were rich. They could have lived for years off of that money, probably. Back to Matthew eleven two, They saw the star again, and I'm going to start with verse 10. So, so Matthew two ten, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So these magi came, they found him in a house. We're figuring Jesus is about two years old at this point. So those cute little things that you see with the manger and the sheep and the three wise men giving him gifts, that's all cute, but it's not real. It's not biblically accurate. What is biblically accurate is that it was later and he was in a house. So who were these three magi, really? Well, chances are they were Zoroastrianos, or Zoroastrians. What is a Zoroastrian? The religion of Zoroastrianism formed at about 600 BC, so it was was a pretty old religion by that time. It had been around for 600 years. It was, like I said, the seat of power was in Persia. These people, they actually did a lot of things close to Judaism. They lived in, in doing good things, giving good gifts, and being of service, which, is, which I think is part of the reason why they came to give these gifts to Jesus and to Mary and Joseph, really, but to give the gifts to them. But they were also astrologists, and I do believe that the modern astrology cult came from them, came from Zoroastrianism. What gets me is that really think about it because I see this so often today too. Here are three men that get a sign from God about the King of the Jews. They even called him the King of the Jews. God told them, I want you to go see the King, the new King of the Jews. They knew he was a baby. They knew from the beginning that he wasn't an adult. And yet they also knew that he was a king and Who but God would have sent them there? I mean, the God of the Jews. And so they spend all this time preparing to go there. And they go there and they see the King of the Jews. They see Jesus in person. They give him the gifts. They leave. And then as far as we know, they go about their normal lives. And they're not changed. And they're not transformed. Why? Why does that happen to so many people? I have seen so many people, people that I know well, where God has given them a great gift or allowed them to give a great gift to someone else. And they even pray to God for the thing to happen. And then when it happens, they say, Oh, that was lucky. And then they go about their day. They don't even see that it was God that did it. These people were so influential. They saw the power of God, and then they did even what God wanted, and then they just went back around on their lives. I don't understand things like that. I guess I shouldn't see that. There was a large time of my life when I wasn't a Christian, and I do, looking back on it, see where God intervened more than once, and I didn't recognize it. So I guess I do see it in a way, but it is still sad. And so today, I urge you, maybe you're listening to this and you're not really a Christian, or you're maybe a brand new Christian and you're, and you're questioning things. Commit it. Commit to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the road's tough. It's not easy. And like I said last episode, yeah, you're going to join a battle. You're not in the battle now because the, the battle is kind of one-sided. It's only the devil attacking God's will. Not that he really could attack God's will, but he tries very hard to do that. But God's not attacking back. He doesn't need to. He's God. So we've got, so there's only one side of the battle. If you're not on God's side, then the devil has no reason to attack you. But when you become a Christian, yeah, you do come under attack. You come under spiritual attack and it's tough sometimes, but oh, it's so worth it. So think of yourself as being one of those wise men. And next time or think of the last time, that God intervened in your life, something that happened to you that was a great thing, needed right at the time when you needed it the most, and there's no explanation for it. Well, yeah, there is an explanation for it. It's called God. Go to a local church. Get baptized. Start serving there. This is Christmas time, and we mistake Christmas time so much for the giving of gifts to our family or spending too much money on gifts, really, Christmas time is a time of giving, but it's not about giving gifts. It's about giving of ourselves and showing people what Christ did for us. Really, that's really what it's all about. It's just to show people, give people a a shadow of an image of what Christ has done in our lives. It really has nothing to do with gifts. Giving time, helping other people, even going to church yourself and just committing to Christ can be huge. So I urge you, if you have anything inside of you at all that is leading you to do that, do it now. Because you know that the longer you wait, the less likely you're going to do it. So don't wait any longer. Tomorrow is Christmas Day. It's perfect. If the church isn't open on Christmas Day, the church that I go to is actually closed for the rest of the year. Go to another church or talk to a believer. Talk to someone that you know that's a believer. If nothing else, go to simplechristians.net and contact me. I'd be happy to exchange messages with you and maybe lead you to people in your local area where you can get more help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simple Christians. Do me a favor right now. Go online and share this with your friends. If you go to simplechristians.net forward slash 20, You'll get this episode, there'll be an option to share it to Facebook and Twitter and all that if you want to, whichever one you want, I should say, and share it out, or copy the link and send it out, or go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whichever, whatever you use, and share that link with your friends. The more you share this out with other people, the more people that we can get to become Christ followers, which is our main goal when we become Christian. Jesus told us, go make disciples. Let's start doing that more. Y'all take care. Have a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year's.